Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining me tonight for episode 22, season one of The Standoff with Brad here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. And while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., you can also catch our show via podcast at iHeartRadio at your convenience. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, I'm going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including my top stories of the week, a wrap-up of the grand final, a look into the first state of origin clash, and news on Rugby League from around the world, including the Super League and Women's game and the New Zealand local scene. So tune in to get your rugby league news. Remember to send me comments and questions throughout the show. So let's just go straight into our top stories of the week. Um, we had a question last week on um, what's happening with Adam Kieran at the Warriors. Obviously, we had no news last week on if he was staying or if he was going. As of yesterday, we got some answers with the Warriors announcing that they were letting him go. No news yet on where he's actually going to end up. Um, as Mark said um, last week, though, there's some rumours that he could end up at the Roosters, which would be great for, for him. He's a very talented player. But, yeah, right now I have no actual concrete proof on where he's going to go. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping he does well wherever he winds up. And in regards to the Warriors, let him go. I don't agree with the call. I think he was a very talented player that covered a lot of positions in the team. And I would have thought he would have been a, a handy um, player to keep around, especially um, his cost probably wouldn't have been that much of a hit to the salary cap. But decisions done, it means that the Warriors have opened up quite a lot of spots um, in their squad. I think there's about seven empty positions right now for them to be able to recruit. Who they're going to recruit, I'm not too sure, but we're going to have to watch that space. But they're, they're obviously making room for a reason. So... Um, interesting times ahead i'm sure speaking of the roosters though um they've actually released kyle flanagan um this week and he signed with the bulldogs on a three-year deal we spoke about it last week a little bit that there were rumors that they were looking at moving him on um i still think it's a bad call i think it's it's a bit crazy that the roosters have kind of piled all the blame 
on a 22-year-old that actually did quite well for them this year. Um, but they've seemed to pile all the blame on him for them not getting a three-peat and were just basically done with him. Uh, for the Bulldogs, though, they've got a great player that they've picked up. Um, Bulldogs obviously finished 15th this season and um, have a lot of rebuilding to do to get themselves back into contention. Um, so I'm sure he's definitely going to help. Um, very talented player. And obviously they they lost uh, or they let Kieran Foran go, so they needed a decent half to come in and take his place. I think Flanagan's going to fill that job really well. So I'm looking forward to see how he goes next year for them. Um, on our, our usual weekly segment of Cameron Smith Watch, he announced um, this week that he's releasing a book on the 16th of November. This sparked a lot of rumours um, throughout the NRL that um, he's going to announce his retirement sooner rather than later. Uh, he hasn't come out and said that himself yet, which has kind of been his his way of um, going this season. Um but there was a good quote from Mel Meninga when he was asked about it this week um, while he was in Origin Camp, and he said it's very hard for these league players, sports sports players in general, to um, finish their season, like their career on top. So um, ideally, you would think this would be the great time uh, for Cameron to retire because he he's gone out winning the grand final. Um, so in my opinion, I would be hanging up the boots, but he's still got a lot of um, gas left in the tank, I guess. So if he wants to go another year, he he probably will. But yeah, just seems a bit, but perfect timing that you're releasing a book the moment you you say that you're you're giving it up. And um, speaking of the storm, though, um, there's rumours that Josh Adokar is set to join the Bulldogs as well. So the Bulldogs be very happy campers if they can get Josh Adokar and Kyle Flanagan. Um, the Storm, though, they've still got a bit of pulling power due to Adokar not actually finishing his contract yet, and they're open to a trade. Um, they've identified Remus Smith as a potential swap. Um, Remus Smith, uh, a talented young player from the Bulldogs, and um, a thing we, we've seen with the Storm is they don't normally try to go and grab... Um, key players like superstar players they get players like Brinko Lee who was kind of floundering with the Titans and came into their side and um, cemented himself as a center for them so they pick these players that are on the fringe or not really living up to their potential and develop them into stars so um, I think it would be great for Remus Smith and I think Adokar will be really good for the Bulldogs so um, fingers crossed for the Bulldogs that that actually happens in other news, James Tedesco has given himself five days um, before making a call on if he will play in the first State of Origin match. Um, he's a great player and would be missed for uh, New South Wales, but they've also got Ryan Pappenhausen and Clint Gutherson in their squad, so they've got more than enough cover at fullback to help them out. Uh, more signing news, though. We've got the Dragons have signed Pawasa Famasili. On a two-year deal, uh, the Roosters front rower had spent a bit of time with the Warriors as a lone player this year, and he showed a lot of potential uh, while he was here with us. And I think he's going to benefit from getting a lot more game time with the Dragons, and the Dragons will welcome another big-bodied forward in the middle there for them. So um, good pickup for them. 
But that also um, brings into question about the roosters and clearing of cap space. I know it's a bit of a running joke that the roosters don't actually have um, a salary cap to, to play with, but they are looking to be clearing the decks, um, including releasing Angus Crichton um, early from his contract because they want to make a play for um, the teenager Joseph Suwali, who I've mentioned before on the show um, due to his ridiculous demands he had for his contract when he was going to sign with the Rabbitohs. Um, he's rejected the Rabbitohs' office, so he's kind of open to the market. Um, and the Rabbitohs seem definitely interested. So um, it's kind of a big gamble, I think, for the Roosters to make a big play and potentially spend a bit of coin on a untested youngster. But we just have to wait and see. Um, a lot of other clubs seem to have backed away from him due to his strange demands of basically having a get-out-of-jail clause every second season while he's there in his favour, um, which a lot of teams aren't that um, interested in trying to take on. So we'll just have to wait and see um, if the Roosters are the team that managed to lure him to their side. Trent Barrett, he uh, he's obviously done with his contract with Panthers and now can take on his role as head coach of the Bulldogs. He actually jumped straight in. Uh, first thing in the morning after the grand final, he was at the Bulldogs club getting into work. And um, he's actually looking at trying to lure a few Panthers away from the, the Panthers to join him at the Bulldogs. Uh, the names I have are Matt Burton, Isaiah Yao, and Stephen Crichton. Um, Crichton himself has actually verbally agreed to um, extending his stay with Penrith. So I think he's kind of off the table, but Burton and, and Yao um, are definitely players he could potentially steal away from Penrith. Um, if he can get any either of those two to his side, I think it's going to help strengthen them by um, by quite a lot. And um, they, they're definitely taking this rebuild seriously and um, trying to get the Bulldogs back to the, the team of old that was so strong. And um, I think a lot of people would be interested to see how Burton and Flanagan would go together as a half sparing. So um, still early days. We've got to wait till the 1st of November before they can actually legally have those conversations, of course, because the 1st of November is when teams can approach other players that are in the final year of their deals. So um, there'll be a lot more news on that front once we get into November. Um, before we get into the grand final, we'll talk a little bit about the awards beforehand. So um, Nathan Cleary was announced as the RLPA Players Champion, beating James Zesko, Luke Carey, Josh Papali, and Roger Tovasashek. This award's actually decided by their peers, so all the players have a vote on who they think the player is and um, Nathan Cleary was very proud to get this award and um, putting putting my one side my my one-eyed opinion on it I was hoping Roger would get it um, and yeah unfortunately he didn't get that nod but I think Nathan Cleary definitely had a great year this year and deserved to get some accolades in the in um, in the women's NRL Brewster Hannah Southwell um, was also crowned the players champion so um, well done for her. Um, we'll talk about the Brewsters game with the Broncos later on, but it's um, a bit disappointing that um, that the rest of the night didn't go her way, but um, great to see her get an award. Also, before the grand final kicked off, the NRL announced their Ken Stephen and Veronica White medalists. 
Newcastle Knight Connor Watson received the Ken Stephen Medal for his dedication to preventing Indigenous youth suicide through, our, um, through his family's Cultural Choice Association charity. He actually raised $24,000 this year by auctioning off specially painted boats worn by the Newcastle Knights, uh, the West Tigers, Gold Coast Titans, and the New Zealand Warriors players that they wore specifically in the Indigenous round. Um, so congratulations to him. Um, great effort there. And um, Georgia Hale from the Warriors actually won the Veronica White medal, um, adding to her 2020 Young New Zealander of the Year award she got earlier this year. Um, she got hers for her work as the Warriors Community Coordinator, which saw her visit countless schools around New Zealand, um, assisting communities, children, the intellectually disabled, and a variety of other charities. Uh, during COVID, of course, um, Georgia was limited with person-to-person -person visits, but she continued to assist um, charities by making Zoom calls and actually arranging food bank collections um, for those in need during um, tough times in the COVID break. Um, so both players thoroughly deserve these awards and it's great to see the players um, making an impact off the field as well as on it. So um, great news to hear um, that these players are, are pulling um, some extra duties and helping the communities. That's really all I have on news right now. So we may as well just crack straight into the grand final. So um, grand final obviously was between the Panthers and the Storm. The Storm came away with the win 26 to 20. Um, it's really a bit of a cliche, but um, slow start to break hearts. And um, the Panthers were kind of in tatters with the Storm blowing out to a 26 nil lead. Um, not really sure what happened there. Um, obviously, I came out and said I thought the Panthers were going to win. So a um, bit disappointing for me there. But um, I'm not sure if it was the Panthers' lack of experience um, or if... Um, the Storm were just a lot stronger on the night, but the Panthers just looked a little bit out of their shell um, compared to the dominance the team we've seen all season. Um, they started the match well. In the opening minutes, they forced the Storm into an error and looked set to um, roll over, but Panthers, unfortunately, just couldn't get their attack into gear and didn't punish them with some points early on, and then uh, the Storm just kind of went in and did what they do best and ran away with it for a bit. Um, to the Panthers' credit, though, they, they kept fighting and they made the match a contest um, in the late stage of the game um, with Nathan Cleary basically dragging the team um, back into the game on his own there for a bit. Um, I think a big factor that some people have spoken about in the media was Ivan Cleary's decision to make a late change and start Tyrone May in the centres instead of Brent Naden. Um, I think this was actually a huge mistake. Um, May is... Um, statistically a better defender than Naden, but Naden offers a lot more on attack. And it kind of showed, because when he finally got out on the field, um, the Panthers' attack improved tenfold. And it's kind of a bit of a what-if scenario on what may have happened if he was out there right from the start. Um, but the Storm, they were calm and collected, um, which is kind of what we say about the Storm all the time. Um and I think they would have probably cruised away to quite a big victory if they hadn't lost Jerome Hughes and Brandon Smith um, to the bin. But uh, unfortunately for the Panthers, they just left their run a little bit too late. Ryan Puppenhausen, he uh, was um, he continues fantastic here by actually winning the Clive Churchill Medal. There was a little bit of a faux pas in Australia where um, one of their betting agencies actually 
cashed out everyone that had put money on Cameron Smith to get the Clive Churchill medal well before the game was actually finished. Um, cost them about $5 million, I believe, was um, the figure stated um, because they were just adamant that Cameron Smith was going to get the nod. But I think um, Puppenhausen was definitely one of the top players out there on the field on the night. Um, of course, his night was probably highlighted by his almost length of the field try that he scored, just showing that uh, for any team, you can't afford to give him any space because he's going to make you pay for it. Um, as I said, he was kind of my standout for the match. He was pretty battered and bruised quite a lot in like the first half an hour. Every time he ran the ball, he was getting hit hard and driven back, and it looked like it wasn't going to be his night, but he just kept pushing and pushing, and um, I think he's really cemented himself as a top-tier fullback in the NRL. Um, Peter Vlandes came out after the match and actually stated that he believes Ryan has potential to become the face of the NRL. So um, that's some big props there for him, and um, he's still very young and has a lot of um, lot of time to develop into an even better player, and I think the best is yet to come for Ryan. I think the Tigers might be um, a bit disappointed they let him go because he's a hell of a talent. Um, kind of a white elephant in the room, I guess. Um, the refereeing in the grand final probably wasn't the best we've seen. Um, I think the Panthers are a bit hard done by with some calls, but I think in the end the Storm were too classy that those calls may not have even made a difference. Um, to be fair, the refs made a few bad calls against the Storm as well, just to try to even it up a bit. Um, Cameron Smith was heard on the microphones um, accusing Jared Sutton um, of trying to make the match an exciting finish. Um Questioning the integrity of a ref is never really a good thing. Um, the NRL CEO, Andrew Abdo, has said that he's going to have a chat with Cameron Smith regarding the comments, but that no formal action is actually going to be taken. My opinion, I think it's a bit of a double standard, um, given that Ivan Cleary got fined a few weeks prior um, for having to go at the refs as well. Um, so I don't understand why this situation is different, but... Um, neither here or there um we just have to congratulate the storm um on the grand final win they um much like the warriors had to spend time away from home they i think by grand final day they'd spent 123 days away from melbourne um middly melbourne's not that good right now so it was probably better for them not to be there but still um a bit harder on them, um, a bit easier, I guess, in the packs that they could bring their families out with them. So they had the family there. But, um, yeah, congratulations on a, on a great performance at the end. And um, they're losing a few players this year, most notably Josh Adokar wants to go and Vunavalu. So they're going to lose um, both their wingers. And um, you can kind of put money on that fact that they're going to be in the premiership hunt again because it's Melbourne, that's what they do. So um be interesting to see who gets those wing spots. Um, but, yeah, interesting times ahead for them. I'm sure they're going to do well. For the Panthers, though, uh, tough luck. They had a hell of a season, um, and they're going to be hurting from this, this loss to go 17 in a row and then get your first loss. Um, and the one that mattered most, I think, is going to be quite cutting for a lot of them. They're very young, and um, I'm sure they're going to be a more dangerous outfit in 2021 after this experience. And um, 
we'll see how far they can go. They could potentially go all the way. No, it's uh, another cliche that you've got to lose a grand final before you win one. That's what they always like to say. So it could potentially um, be the making of this team. So, yeah, I went over my picks, but uh, my pick was Panthers, so I got that wrong. So I'm zero for one this week, and I ended the playoffs on seven out of nine. So not too bad um, picks there. Um, just unfortunately, much like the Panthers, I counted. So before I go into our questions, I just thought I'd do a quick uh, preview of State of Origin that obviously starts next week. We, we have a couple of questions actually that are related to the finals. Let's I'll just pop okay, those through and then we'll, um, then we'll jump on. Um, so yes, so Eden said, Cedric, I mean, you've touched on this, but uh, do you think the Panthers will go all the way in 2021? You've said that we be better for it, but come on then, um, put your neck on the line. Uh, can, will they, not can they, will they go all the way in 2021, yes or no? Uh, putting my neck on the line. Um, I thought I did that last week, saying the Roosters wouldn't make the eighth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I would put money on the Panthers going all the way. I think um, they showed they had potential um, this year. They've got a bit more experience on their side. So I think, yeah, I would put money on them going all the way. There you go, Eden. That's an absolute, that's, that's a yes. Um, and then Simon says, um, what do you think of the Channel 9 coverage of the grand final? Because there's been a lot of uh, criticism among rugby league fans about that. Yeah, I think I think the criticism's coming um, from Phil Gould's commentary. Um, there was a bit of um, bias commentary, I guess you could say, um, him being a, a Panthers um uh, quite quite a key member of the Panthers for so long. He um, kept saying that the Panthers were the better side performing and it was just a bit of luck dot on their side. And, yeah, I, it did take a bit of the gloss off the game, watching it from home, because um, you I, I found we were spending more time talking about what's he said now. Um, hopefully that means he might commentate and, and throw some positives about the Warriors' performances in 2021 now that he's a Warrior. So, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, as a commentator, I think you've got to take your own personal bias out of it when you're commentating on a game. So it, it did take um, a bit of the sheen off for me, but it's uh, league fans are quite passionate. It's kind of sometimes hard to take your bias out. But, yeah, he's paid to do a job. He should actually do it. There we go. Um, folks, we've got some other questions, but we'll come back after the origin um preview uh, if you have more questions do put them in the live chat and i'll put them to brad after um in, in the next section cheers thanks for that paul so yeah state of origin one um preview it's happening next wednesday in adelaide oval in adelaide um it's actually the 40th year the state of origin has been around and um it's actually the first time they're starting the series in adelaide brad fitler's going to be looking at guiding his team to a three-peat if he's successful this year in getting that three-peat, it will only be the third time New South Wales have achieved a three-peat, with the first time being 92 to 94, and the second time from 2003 to 2005. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the season's actually going to go, because for the first time, um, it's going to be in consecutive weeks. So three Wednesdays in a row, they're going to be playing, um, as opposed to playing it. Um, over a bit of a longer period during the NRL season. Um, New South Wales, they have a great squad, and um, the series basically looks like theirs to the lose. 
Uh, Queensland have quite a few uh, key players out, most notably Caelan Ponga, and they've got kind of a youthful look to their side. And obviously they've got Wayne Bennett and Mel Meninga um, in the coach's box for them to try to give them a little bit of a leg up in what's going to be a tough series, I think. As I've said on the show before, I'm a Queensland fan, um, so I'm hoping they they come and do well. But I think New South Wales are just going to be too strong, so I'm picking them to win the first match. Um, series, I'm not sold yet. I need to see how Queensland perform in this first game. But yeah, as of the first game, I'm going with New South Wales. So yeah, that's just my, my brief coverage of the state of origin. Um, it's still kind of fresh because of the grand final that we haven't had a lot of news of the ins and outs on who's looking at being in the actual 17 for game one. But um, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's been a while um, since we've had a state of origin with the, a little bit of an extra delay due to COVID. And um, with all the NRL out of the way, it's the sole focus. So be good to watch them on a Wednesday night. Unfortunately, for them, they've got some other key important things happening on a Wednesday night, um, which could take some viewers away possibly. But time will tell. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. So uh, before we crack on to um, my my woman's section, Paul, do we have some more questions? I think you said. We do. Um, before getting the questions, though, yeah, you've got Simon on your side. He's also a Maroons fan as well. So uh, everyone else Good in the live chat, are you a Blues or Maroons fan? Um, and uh, let us know. Um, so Vicky Melville asks us, um, do you think the Warriors should go for Angus Crichton? Yeah, Crichton, well... Um, Chryson, yeah. So with the Roosters rumoured to be trying to get rid of him, I think a few teams would look at him. Um, I think he's a very good player and um, I would love to have him, but I think the Warriors have got quite a good forward pack already and um, they could probably use the big chunk of change that you'd be spending to get him here um, for potentially another hooker or someone else in the back line. So I think the Warriors would be better better suited to use that money elsewhere. Cool. Um, Jordan asks, have the NRL announced yet how next season will operate? Not as of yet. Um, I think we can basically assume that it's going to be um, all based in Australia again. I think the Warriors have kind of resigned to that fact that they'll be spending the whole season in, their, um, in Australia again. So potentially it's probably just going to be a rinse and repeat of what we saw this year. Um, I think they were basically going to say mid-November to the end of November was when they were going to make their decision because that's normally when they announce the draw for next year as well. So we're kind of just all waiting and seeing. Haven't the Warriors already announced where they where they will be based if they are over there? Yeah, so I believe they're going to be at Redcliffe if they're stuck um, in Australia all year, which is where their new um, feeder club is actually situated. Um, oh. And yeah. At the moment, they've just got the split camp for preseason, where the Australian boys are stuck in Australia, and the New Zealand guys are going to do their preseason here, and then they'll meet um, at a later date. So interesting take, but it gives the Kiwi boys a bit more time here. Back to Tamworth, that's what I say. Anyway, yeah. um, the uh, uh, Vicky Melville. Oh, is Craig Bellamy the best league coach ever? Oh, um, he'd be up there. He'd definitely be up there. I know we've got Wayne Bennett and a few others that have been around for a long time, but um, Bellamy, he's one. I think that was, um, oh, I, 
I'm blanking on how many premierships he's won now. Um, it's a bit of an asterisk due to a few being taken away. Um, but, yeah, I think it's um, it's hard to dispute that he's definitely in, in the talks. So um, I won't give you a definite answer yet. But, um, yeah, I'd say he's definitely in the top three. I'm trying to have a quick... Um... I, I th- Google and I can't find how many uh, how many championships he's got, but uh, I'll I'll come back later with the uh, with that info. As to how many championships he's got? It's more than one. So the, um, <laughs> it's more than one. It's more, more than, than one. one. Yeah. So yes, who we got? Um, yeah, won it in two thousand and seven with a star next to it. Um, won it in two thousand and nine. Um, won it in two thousand and twelve. 2017 and now in 2020 so three without stars two with stars by the looks of things yeah so um even if you you take those stars away winning three of them is generally a pretty good effort for a coach too um especially when you see so many coaches actually retire without getting one so um yeah and i think he only once has finished outside the top eight yeah so a great record which was the year that they uh, finished 16th out of 16 due to gross long-term salary breaches. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, there we go. Cool. That's uh, that's it. But, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Simon throws um, yeah, Jack Gibson in there along with Wayne Bennett as well in the discussion. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Cool. So that's is that it for the questions right now? That's it so far. Awesome. Thank you for that, Paul. Uh, so I'll crack on to uh, my... My women's section, um, don't have a lot of news, but I, we did have a grand final for uh, the women with the Broncos defeating the Roosters 20-10. to 10. Broncos got their three-peat um, with their tough-fought winner over the Roosters there. Um, they ran out to a 12-0 lead at the start, and it looked like it was going to be a bit of a runaway, but the Roosters called them back and were actually only behind 12-10. Um, the Roosters kept pushing the Broncos and were trying their best, but the Broncos' defence... Um, was just a bit too stubborn, I guess you could say. And um, Broncos, with all this experience of being in every grand final that's existed for the women's NRL, um, they just held their nerves. They scored two tries later in the second half to secure the victory. Um, like I said, that experience, I think that experience is um, what helped them get across the line um, because the occasion just didn't get the better of them. It's It was just kind of... A bit like the Storm scenario was a bit of a rinse and repeat. They've been there, done that, and they, they knew what they had to do to get the job done. They're definitely the benchmark in the women's NRL. They've um, In their history, they've actually only lost one game, and that was last year, losing to the Warriors. So to lose one game in your entire time the competition's been around is quite an impressive feat. Um, NRL, please, if you're listening to me... Um, get more teams involved in this competition, um, make the competition longer, give us some more teams to watch and um, get this uh, the women's competition um, a bit more prominent. It's fantastic game to watch. Um, I don't think there's been any games this year from the women that um, you would sit there and go, I, I could have I skipped that one. They've all been great contests, um, even with the likes of the Dragons not getting a single win this year. I think they still performed really well. Um, they were just a bit unfortunate that they couldn't score enough points to get past the other teams. And the Warriors, we, we've talked about how much um, 
how much they had to get through to even be there to compete and um it's a great story and yeah i just want to see some more teams in there so we can get a few more games and actually um enjoy some really great footy from the girls so as i said that's really all i had on the women's um competition they've also got a state of origin but it's actually not until the 14th of november so um They've announced the squads, but I haven't gone that depth into them yet to see um, who made it, who didn't, and who will finalise for the 17. Um, but I'll, I'll try to get some more information on that. So I'll move straight into my Super League um, news. Uh, we spoke last week that Old Trafford wouldn't have the grand final and they hadn't decided on a on a destination where the final would be. Well, they've made that decision now. Um, the grand final is going to be played at KCOM Stadium in Hull on the 27th of November, which is a Friday um, up in the Northern Hemisphere. So great that they finally got a, a location set. Um, Hull's very um, league hungry, so it's great to have it there. Unfortunately, no fans are going to be able to watch it live in the stadium, but um, great to see they've actually nailed down when the game's going to be and where it's going to be. Because um, this COVID situation's kind of put everything up in the air for so long. But speaking of the COVID, it's kind of reared its head again there with um, five players and staff members from the Catalan Dragons have tested positive um, for the virus. And in Pepignon, where, where they're situated, there's actually a curfew being set in place uh, by the government to try to curb COVID, which has actually meant that um, the two games Catalans were meant to play um, this weekend that I announced on the show last week um, couldn't be played. Um, they've been postponed. Um, they were against Hull FC and the Warrington Wolves, uh, being postponed with no actual date on when those games will happen. Um, so we just got to wait and see there. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, that was two games that I announced were happening this week that could no longer play um, due to COVID reasons. And it meant that there wasn't much of a shuffle in the ladder, with St. Helens still at the top of the ladder, followed by Wigan Warriors second place. Warrington Wolves at third and Catalan Dragons at fourth. So there we've got the full ladder there. I'm just going to zoom in a bit so I can see it a bit better. So yeah, we can see um, those are the top four followed by Leeds and Hull FC. Basically with um, how close the, the season is defending, uh, ending, it's basically just going to be the top four as you see there um, having a, a semi-final and then bang straight into the final. So um, yeah, it should be interesting. I'm still I'm still hoping that Wigan can come through and get me the victory there, but we'll wait and see. So besides the two games that got postponed, um, we did have some games actually happen. So on the 22nd of October, the Castleville Tigers defeated Hull KR 38 to 24. Obviously, the Dragons game against Hull FC was postponed. Then the Huddersfield Giants lost to Wakeford Trinity. 18 to 14. The next day on the 23rd, uh, the Wigan Warriors wiped the floor with the Salford Red Devils, beating them 58 to 12. Um, and then St. Helens kind of did the same to Leeds Rhinos, winning 40 to 8. 25th of October, there was only one game, which was Wakefield Trinity defeating Hull KR 48 to 18. And then uh, on the last day, we were meant to have three games on the 26th of October due to the Dragons postponing it went down to two, with Salford Red Devils actually defeating St. Helens 12-10 to 10 
and the Leeds Rhinos defeating Castleford Tigers 28 to 24. So um, St. Helens had a bit of an off night after a strong one um, three days prior, and hopefully they have a few more little slip ups like that to help my my Wigan get a bit better. I so that moves us in. Oh, we got Paul playing playing games that um that closely um back to back is um as as is in player welfare has got to be a um a real issue for these teams, doesn't it? I mean, rugby union ah. tried doing it in the north and basically ended up with basically reserve strength teams playing first grade te- first strength teams, and it made a bit of mockery of some of the results. Um, in all honesty, yeah, it's I I know it's 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 not ideal, but it's just what they've had to do with the big because they basically stopped the season for so long with no games happening at all. So they're just trying to squeeze them all in so they can actually have a competition. So it means next year, hopefully if things go back to normal, we'll go out to the normal kind of round Robin you would normally expect. So yeah, it's unfortunate. And I think St. Helens did rest quite a few people in that game that they lost because they obviously got eyes on a bigger prize right now. Um, but yeah, it is it is a bit hard on them. Um, but yeah, they've got to get through the competition. So they've all kind of put their hand up and said, "We know it's going to be tough. We've got to get it done because it defeat it, it beats not getting paid." True, so. true. Um, so you, 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 and I think one of the reasons that um, the or the oh, sorry the, the the reason the Premiership did it uh, on the Union side was because basically they couldn't afford it to pay, pay back. Um, BT the their TV money, and I'm guessing with, let's be honest, with Super League having a sponsor who pays them in pizzas, um, I imagine they can't afford to pay back any TV money either, which is why they're cramming in as many games as possible to, um, yeah, basically to, to feed the, uh, the 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 TV contract that they've signed. Um, yes, yeah, exactly. That's the way it is, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, see there, Simon said he heard rumours that playing the game there because they can't afford to have a match and the Super League's financially broke. Um, yeah, it's a tough time for them at the moment. We're not letting, um, not being able to have fans in the in the ground. And of course, as we joked about last week and early on when it announced, when one of your key sponsors isn't giving you any money and is just providing you a pizza, um, it's not really going to help you um, help you. F- get financially viable so i think the sooner they get some crowds back in the better for them and um yeah we'll see what happens i also had some news on the wolf pack i forgot to mention in my news part at the start um three days ago the um wolf pack actually submitted their um second bid um but there's been no news on if the super leagues are going to bring them back into the fold yet um, the prospective owner, I've got his name down here, Carlo Lavolsi. Sorry if I get your name wrong. Um, he's actually vowed to pay all the unpaid wages for the players and staff that the former owner didn't pay. Um, but he said he will pay that if they um, get back into the competition. He said if there's no competition for them, he's obviously not going to want to buy the Wolfpack. So um, we'll have to wait and see what happens there um, on if they come in um with that financial situation like simon mentioned maybe they might decide not to just due to the extra cost of getting teams to um canada in blocks and vice versa so we'll just have to wait and see personally i I hope they get in there again um just to help bring some interest in and um i got coming here another comment from um 
Simon saying that the long run um, Super League, yeah, they need to stop playing so many matches. I think if they tried to cut it down, because they've also got um, Challenge Cup in the middle, um, there's quite a lot of football. Um, if they, they fix their structure, maybe bring in some more teams and um, change their structure around a bit, it might be a bit more financially viable and um, a bit more interesting for some fans to watch. Um, no, for me here, it's a bit hard with the time difference, and especially this season when um, most of the games are getting played during the middle of the week instead of the weekends. So um, you're trying to watch um, a game at 3 o'clock in the morning um, on like a Thursday morning. It's not ideal when you have work. Um, but yeah, I try to catch as much of it as I can just so I can keep in the loop what's going on there. And yeah, obviously they're trying to negotiate a new TV deal. So um they really need to do something to actually get some money out of those TV deals because if you're just offering the same product over and over again, um, those TV deals don't really up in value. So, um, yeah, maybe change some things. Um, time will tell what they do. But that leads me into the games for the Super League this week. Um, tomorrow we've got two games. We've got uh, the Leeds Rhinos versus Wakefield Trinity and Hull KR versus Hull FC. And on the 30th of October, we've got the Warrington Wolves playing the Salford Red Devils, the Huddersfield Giants playing the Castleford Tigers. And then my clash of the week, we've got St. Helens against the Wigan Warriors. So one and two on the ladder going against each other there would be a great game to watch. First of November, we've got Wakefield Trinity against the Leeds Rhinos. And then on the 2nd of November, we've got the last game, but probably won't happen because it's the Salford Red Devils versus the Catalan Dragons. So odds are um, Cattle and Dragons still might not be in the clear and probably won't be able to play that game, but we'll obviously know more later on in the week. That moves me on to local league. So um, I don't really have any news on it because they kind of had a week off due to all the games being played the week before. But um, I'll just remind everyone about the uh, grand final day, which is actually on the 31st of October. Um, so we've got all the premiership and championship finals are getting played at the Trust Arena in Henderson on that day. Um, obviously kicking off at 10.30 with the National Women Championship, which is Upper Central versus the Auckland Balkans. Then we've got at 12.15, we've got the National Men's Championship, which is the Northern Swords versus Upper Central. Okay. There we go. Um, and then at 2.05, we've got the National Women's Premiership, which is the Akarena Falcons versus the County's Manukau Stingrays. And then lastly, at 4.05, we've got the National Men's Premiership, which is the Akarena Falcons versus the County's Manukau Stingrays. So it'll be a fantastic day out. If you're in the area, go out and see it. And... Um, yeah, we've got some more there. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, be a great day out if you're in the area. So if you're in the area, pop out to Henderson and um, watch some high-quality league from um, some great players um, that are trying to get into the NRL in both the men and women's codes. Um, so that's really all I have for us tonight. Uh, with the season all wrapped up, I think um, we're probably going to end the season reasonably shortly. I think we'll end off with a end of year award show um highlighting just a general review of the season in total and um pick some winners and um losers from the the year that was league um i'll work on that in the background with paul on what we're going to do when we're going to do it 
and um, let you guys all know on Facebook. So uh, keep keep um, yourself up on up to date with that. Well, let's. I mean, let's let's be honest. A couple of them are going to be obviously try the season. So let's have your nominations for try the season, folks. Um, maybe um, uh, tackle of the season or or, or or Mickey Mouse moment of the season where someone's made a mistake. Um, let, let, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm always a, a great fan for barnet of the season or, or, or best haircut. So, um, so give us your. Well, there'll, there'll be some serious ones and also some fun ones in there. So if you have any uh, uh, anything you'd like to nominate, then do let us know on Facebook um, or Twitter or YouTube, um, and I'll uh, I'll gather them all together for Brad. Yeah, cheers for that, Paul. And uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, tuning in tonight and joining me on New Zealand Sport Radio's show, The Standoff with Sanj and Brad. Uh, cheers for that, Jordan. Um, it's great to hear that. Um, but yeah, for your weekly update on Rugby League, tune in to the podcast on iHeartRadio or Facebook. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Thank you. And until uh, next week, good night. Good night. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 